Welcome to Grant and Hope's podcast, where we explore themes around the prophetic and the supernatural. As staff at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, we desire to equip the saints for the work of ministry in the power of God. Hey, welcome back. I know I haven't been on here in a while, but I am excited to be doing this podcast again. And um, Grant and I were having a great conversation this morning over breakfast uh, about themes from the book of Daniel. So we wanted to kind of sit down and record some of that together to bring you in on it. Um, So Grant, what are some of the things you've been digging into? Because I know we both have been studying Daniel since last year. What are some highlights? Well, for me, uh, something I've been curious about is in the book of Daniel, there's several uh, key phrases that revolve around his life, including the words and the terms understanding, wisdom, insight, and uh, passages that stick out to me about Daniel that the, that God gave him uh, include like Daniel 1.17. It says, and God gave Daniel understanding in all visions and dreams. And then there's, there's passages of, uh, you know, Daniel 2 where... Daniel's praying to God and he says he's given a, a blessing to God and he says blessed be the name of God forever and ever to whom belong wisdom and might he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding and I've just been fascinated with uh, the concept of wisdom being something that you receive from God as mm-hmm. a gift and what does that mean and how does that relate to dreams and visions and uh, also, later on in the book of Daniel, they talk about uh, angels coming and answers the, his prayers and, and saying, I've come to give you insight and understanding. And I've just found that whole thing fascinating. Really, wow. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even related to, you know, that we're part of the prophetic ministry at IHOP, you know, the whole basis of the prophetic is basically God is speaking and uh waiting on him to speak and then you know growing in dependence upon the holy spirit to be able to interpret what we hear not only for others but even just because he's pouring out revelation whether it's you know asking god for um understanding in the scriptures or asking god for a prophetic word for someone or um asking for a dream interpretation i mean all of what you're talking about is incredibly practical um you know and applicable to everyday life so i mean it makes sense why those themes are sticking out to you it's part of why i've been fascinated also with the book of daniel in the past year um but what were some of the okay so you were highlighting some specific words or themes um what does some of those words mean just for like our our audience because I know the definitions you had that you shared with me were really helpful yeah well uh, so I want to define wisdom I want to define understanding and I want to define knowledge and for me uh, a helpful passage in kind of discovering that kind of like the heart behind those words is actually found in Job chapter 28 verse 28 
And just to give a little bit of the context, uh, if you read through the chapter of Job 28, it's amazing because it talks about like uh, basically mankind, like we've done all these amazing things. It talks about, you know, they can put his hand to the flint and overturns mountains at the roots. He cuts out channels in the rocks and sees every precious things and dams up the streams. But the question is, where can wisdom be found and where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value, nor is it found in the land of the living. And basically it goes through like, hey, wisdom, the kind of wisdom that God has and the kind of understanding that God has, it can only be given from him. And if you look at Job 28, verse 20, it says, Where does wisdom then come from? Where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living. It concealed from the birds of the air. Destruction and death say, We have heard a report about it with our ears. God understands its way, and he knows its place. For he looks to the end of the earth and sees under the whole heaven. And then verse 27, Then he saw wisdom and declared it. He prepared it. Indeed, he searched it out. And he said to man, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Hmm. And, to, and to depart from evil is understanding. And so that particular verse, 28, wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Hmm. And understanding is to depart from evil. And so I take that, I put that in my heart, and I'm like, okay, this is, how, that Job is like one of the earliest books that you know recorded in the in the Bible as far as the timeline goes. So early on, we can see like there's a close connection between wisdom and the fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. meaning like the awe and respect of what God calls good and evil. Yeah, and also understanding is uh, like a heart function to depart from evil. So I take that in my heart and I also look, I get a greater understanding of those words from Proverbs, the Solomon's Proverbs, yeah. uh, particularly chapter two. Hmm. If you look at uh, Proverbs chapter two, verse one through six, this will give you a good idea of uh, what understanding is, what knowledge is and what wisdom is. And I just want to read that real quick and it'll make more sense. It says, uh, verse one, my son, if you receive my words... If you treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom, inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding. If you seek wisdom like silver and search for wisdom as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. In verse 6, this is really important. For the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright, and he is a shield to those who walk in integrity. So first of all, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, they're all very intimately connected. And knowledge of God and the fear of, fear of the Lord is very connected. But wisdom is something that the Lord gives in Proverbs 2 verse 6. And from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So it's actually his words of life it's his uh everything that he speaks forth is knowledge and understanding and just to simplify what i mean by knowledge like it says you will understand the fear of the lord and find the knowledge of god from his mouth come knowledge what i mean by that is knowledge in the old testament in that hebrew perspective means intimate relationship 
hmm. intimate experience. So it's saying wow. when you call out for his wisdom, when you call out for his insight, if you call out and ask for that, if you set your heart on that above everything else, even above like silver and gold, you're setting yourself up to hear his words personally, his words that bring a deeper intimacy with Jesus and a deeper intimate experiences with Jesus. Hmm. So knowledge, wisdom, uh, understanding are all basically to help us have a deeper intimate love and experience with Jesus. That's really good. And I think, you know, it's interesting that you were talking about how knowledge from the Hebraic uh, definition there has to do with experience or intimacy with Jesus. And I think everything that you're talking about, you know, from Job, Proverbs, the book of Daniel, um, it's important to note that all of this is from a Hebraic perspective because, um, you know, being living in the Western world, most people, even believers, think from a very Greek mindset, um, which, as far as I understand, you know, the Greeks believed that basically man was fallen, but the mind was was not, or the mind was like the elevated aspect of humans. And so they basically believed that the your mind or your intellect was the seat or the place in which you connected with God. And that's a really interesting perspective. And from that worldview or from that premise, all of, you know, Greek philosophy and, um, you know, that very logic, very mind-based worldview has come. And that has, you know, caused a lot of good, you know, that people have made a lot of awesome discoveries and inventions and things like that. But at the same time, you know, we know from the Bible and from a Hebraic perspective that that view of man is, you know, incorrect because, you know, the Hebraic perspective was that the spirit or the heart was the center of man and is the place in which we connect with God. And, you know, that man apart from God is fallen and in need of redemption or in need of the spirit's the Holy Spirit breathing upon our spirit to receive, you know, what we call revelation or enlightenment or the capacity to receive and understand truth and connect with God, that all of that's a divine grace. Um, so, you know, when you're talking about wisdom, the, the first impression that I have is like, it goes beyond what our human brains can do you know it takes us beyond human perplexity you know when I think of Daniel interpreting Nebuchadnezzar's dream you know he said to the king basically this doesn't come from me this isn't something that human intellect or even the dark arts astrology and all of that you know none of these uh resources will suffice the perplexities of a dream or an enigma or a mystery created by the most high god and so true understanding or true wisdom can only come from dependence on him can only come from what you're talking about the intimate knowledge of jesus dependence upon him 
experiential revelation, which is different than just, you know, what you know in your head. Um, so super interesting stuff. Um, I know you had some really interesting definitions from the book of Daniel about his life. Um, did you want to share any of those themes? Yes. Uh, so like, these, this is like some helpful commentary from John Golden Gay, his commentary on, da on the book of Daniel. He says, wisdom, the wisdom of Daniel 2.20 through 23 is supernatural insight rather than empirical rational knowledge. Mm. It is not something human beings achieve, but something that they receive from God by revelation. This is equivalent to the knowledge of God's purposes that prophets receive from being admitted to Yahweh's counsel. So, you know, this is something that he talks about, like when Daniel is described by the queen uh, of Babylon in um, Daniel chapter five, when the, the queen talks to, to the king, uh, he he she describes Daniel as having insight ability wisdom knowledge being able to solve and interpret dreams and riddles and what they say by that is insight suggests a divine enlightenment or illumination from god who is the source of all light you know daniel 2:22 says light dwells with him when they talk when she talked about ability she she's not just talking about like uh, uh intellect or talent but it's he possesses it he knows how to use it by god's gift and the wisdom is you know it's that element of something supernatural uh like the ability to interpret dreams wisdom which only which belongs supremely to god which makes it's a gift of wisdom that made daniel stand out among the wise men so we're talking about uh it's a it's a grace it's a gift uh that daniel was able to receive Hmm. So, why do you think God speaks in, in mysteries or parables? You know, in all of this, I'm thinking about the prophetic. And so many times, you know, when people have asked me about the prophetic or like how I ask for a prophetic word or things like that, I think people who are brand new to the prophetic gift think that God speaks just black and white, clear as day, which he can at times. Um, but then most of the time he, at least in my experience, he speaks in parables and I'm curious your thoughts on why the Lord tends to speak in dreams, visions, parables, and mysteries, or even, um, what was that word from the book of Daniel? We were talking about enigma. Doesn't it mean like knots, like literally something that's tied up in knots? Yeah. It, it's a word picture of something being very hard to just unravel like imagine like when your headphone cables are completely wrapped up and you're so frustrated that you can't unlock it like ah, i just want to put these on like it, it's it's something that's very difficult to untie easily so that's mm. something that daniel was given a grace by god to be able to solve easily uh, but why does god do this why does god speak and dreams and visions and parables and these kind of things well i think it's i think it's well if you think about it relationally uh it means basically he's 
he's saying these things to draw us in closer to continue in the conversation. Like it's, you know, how many questions do kids ask a day, you know, when they're learning it? I think, I think he, he likes that kind of interaction with us. And, you know, when we're presented public or puzzling parables or, or enigmas or mysteries, it causes us to, it should cause us to well up with wonder and curiosity and come it should draw us closer to him if we're hungry to say lord what does this mean what is this what are you saying what Hmm. what do you mean by that what are some scriptures that relate to that you know i think about what he said you know in numbers chapter 12 he says you know hear my words if there's a prophet among you i the lord make myself known to him in a vision i speak with him in a dream not so with my servant moses he is faithful in all my house with him i speak mouth to mouth clearly not in riddles and he beholds the form of the lord or i think about proverbs 25 2 you know it says it's the glory of god to conceal things but it's the glory of kings to search it out yeah or even some of jesus's parables he said you know i've i've said these things basically you know that he wanted his disciples to ask him he wanted those who were hungry to seek him out and ask him, you know, in private even. So it was about relationship. It was about growing in love with him. Like those who have ears to hear, let him hear. Yep. Yeah, that's super interesting. So what are some, um, you know, practical tips that you have from studying this or from pursuing a life of wisdom? Um, to grow in these areas of dependence upon God and asking for true knowledge, asking for true wisdom and understanding. Do you have any practical tips of how to grow in these areas? I would say, first of all, going through Proverbs and looking for these words like wisdom, look for understanding this is something that I remember uh, Bill Johnson told our class when I was in first year at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. It was like one of those things like I just don't forget. I never forgot. Uh, he, he said, go through you know the book of Proverbs and, and find words like wisdom or understanding and highlight them, look through them, hmm. uh, meditate on these things. So I, I feel like that's a good place to start is the book of proverbs uh specifically with wisdom and the fear of the lord that kind of thing uh take time to search out passages of around wisdom in the book of daniel ones that stand out to you write them out and then i would suggest uh journaling them like writing out the the verses ask the lord questions uh wait on him to answer and just don't change the subject until you feel like he's he's responding in uh in prayer and asking him questions like just keep knocking keep seeking uh do actually do proverbs 2 where it says receive the words in your heart treasure them incline your the ear the ears of your heart incline your heart and ask with your voice ask out loud for wisdom for understanding and, and to grow in those areas as well and I think they're just grace that God loves to give freely. But just know it's something that you can't just achieve or just come to a certain level. But it's actually just a grace and gifts that you receive. So, 
Yeah, that's awesome. I know in my own life I can see the Lord taking me on a journey of growing in wisdom. And I think that um, one of the main ways that he's done it has been his leading me through perplexities. And what I mean by that is um, him just allowing like challenges in my life where I couldn't solve it uh, with human wisdom. Which, looking back, I'm so thankful for that. Even if at the time those situations were uncomfortable, I see God's like hand of leadership there of like growing and maturing me. And um, yeah, I can think of a few situations in particular where, looking back, initially, you know, coming from what I was talking about before, the, a very Western or Greek mindset is to rely on my own mind or to to lean on my own understanding where. You know, I just, you know, come up to a problem and I can think it through and hopefully come up with a solution and move forward. You know, that's kind of what all of us want to do. Um, and when that doesn't work, thank God, you know, I have been pushed to reliance on him, you know, of going through things where you're like, I don't have the answer. You know, I, I can't solve this. I don't have the solution on my own. Um... I don't have the wisdom or the resources on my own. And so I would just say, I don't know if this applies to any listeners, but I just felt prompted to share it of, if you're going through a perplexity right now, whether it's an aspect of your life that you are, you know, seeking the Lord's will or wisdom in, or just something that you haven't been able to resolve with your own mind or understanding, or maybe you're receiving a series of dreams in the night and you have no idea what they mean. Um, thank God that he's giving you an invitation for wisdom, meaning reliance on him for supernatural insight that can't come from you. And that that is a great place to be in to grow in understanding and true discernment. Um, so I think just the humility of allowing God to walk you through those things is huge. And then, you know, Grant, you were re referencing uh, the book of Proverbs. I, I loved that point. I know as simple as it sounds, asking for wisdom or asking for understanding, um, I think that's also a great starting point. Like, you know, even in the prophetic, if I see a picture or imagery when the Lord is speaking to me and I don't understand it, which usually I don't. <laughs> um, I just asked the Lord a, a, a lot of questions and um, I don't proceed or move on until I feel like I've heard from him. And uh, yeah, so just asking, asking questions. And my last practical tip that came to mind was this one is probably the most important actually, is meditation on scripture because everything, um, everything that the Lord is speaking is consistent with who he is and the way that he has revealed himself throughout time. And I love how the longer that I spend time in the word of God, um, even specifically meditation, not just study, but actually like chewing on the word and spending time ruminating over a, a verse. I love how the Lord just shows himself 
over and over again. And there's a consistency that will begin to emerge there um, from the word where God will literally put his, his living word inside of you. And it's like a holding tank of his, his wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding, his discernment that you'll be able to draw from. Um, so often one of the primary ways that God speaks to me is through scripture. So if I'll be asking about a certain situation or asking for a prophetic word, nine times out of 10, the Lord will give me a verse. And I so appreciate that. I just, I love that. And, you know, even for other things like dreams, pictures, visions, um, he has really unraveled those things for me through the word of God. So that's really helpful. So any closing thoughts on the book of Daniel? Um, I was curious if you had any thoughts on the role of the angelic with interpretation, because I know that's a that's a pretty heavy theme in the book of Daniel. Do you have any anything you wanted to share on that? Well, definitely, like, it's interesting to look at some of the prophetic scriptures with, like, Ezekiel, Daniel, Zechariah. There are certain uh, individuals in the Old Testament that the Lord spoke to directly with a interpretation angel and it, I think it's just really cool that the Lord does send helpers of those messengers to help interpret the prophetic uh, visions but also uh, scriptures if you look at uh, even in the book of Revelation it's interesting how many times that John the Beloved John the Revelator actually has uh, angelic help with interpreting what he's seeing the symbols the visions the imagery so um, I believe that, you know, God can give angelic encounters that give us skill to understand, you know, and it's not going to contradict Revelation or Daniel or Zechariah or anything in the Bible, but he can give us these type of encounters that line up with the broader biblical framework. So that way they can give us greater insight. So for the times that we live in, so just some thoughts to think about, but. I really think uh, it's interesting to look at those uh, different encounters and and just realize that those are still happening today, but to give a specific understanding concerning uh, the end of the age. So, super interesting. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you guys have any specific questions, whether it's related to some of these topics or anything else, send it our way. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please give us a rating on iTunes and feel free to share with a friend. Our ministry is made possible through our financial partner team. If you feel stirred to give, you can do so by using the link in our bio.